0: It is Mock Draft Monday here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. What is going on, everybody? I am Bird. This is my Mock Draft partner extraordinaire, Jake Simone. Jake, happy Monday. Wah, wah. But the good news, happy Mock Draft Monday. Let's get it.
1: There's no other way around it, my man.
0: There is no other way around it. We have made it. It is time for the mock draft. There is no dilly-dallying. There is nothing that we have to do other than to do our mocks. And at the end of the show, we will be answering some listener questions from the mailbag. This week, I will be doing a morning of the draft sort of show. That will be coming to you on Thursday. So definitely look out for that. In your inboxes, I'll give you all the the dirt of what's going on morning of the draft. If anything breaks, of course, we will have all that for you on the Basement Talk Podcast fantasy show. Then Adam and I will have the round one review on Thursday night. That'll be in your inboxes on Friday. Then Jake and I will have the whole draft rounded up from a fantasy perspective for you. That will be out on Monday night. So, now that... The office work is done. Jake, we have what we have one less pick to make this year. Thank you to the Miami Dolphins. But it's time for the mock. So Jake, with the number one pick, the Carolina Panthers are selecting who? Bryce Young, quarterback. Alabama. Yes, I have Bryce Young. And I can I please there
1: please well. preface uh, preface something? A lot of this is what I have read, heard, and inferred. It's not necessarily my own ranks of of players.
0: It's more of what we think. Yes, yes, uh, that is exactly it with me. Um, if it were if it were up to me, uh, it would be CJ Stroud going number yes. one overall. Yes, but. Everything is pointing towards Bryce Young going number one overall. Yep. Uh, we're no going to buy into that Kool Aid. Bryce Young going number one overall, the Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich gets his quarterback and can start to build his program in Carolina. Number two, the Houston Texans. Jake, are they going to go with a quarterback or are they going to go with a defensive player, perhaps one out of Alabama? What say you?
1: Will Anderson, linebacker, Alabama. They don't take a quarterback this year because I'll explain to you, they do not want to deal with another David Mulageta client that is a quarterback ever again.
0: Ah, oh, this would be it, it would and be, they will it trade back for what it's worth.
1: I think Indianapolis trades up to number two and takes C.J. Stroud. Um, for full transparency. Sure. I, I sure. do think that will happen, but the Texans will trade back, but they will take a defensive player. They stay in the slot. It'll be Will Anderson. If they trade back to four, they may not get Will Anderson, but they'll take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. I'm fairly
0: certain of that. I am going to be going with CJ Stroud just because they, they they have to. They have to. They,
1: they don't want to deal with David Milageta again. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that one.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think David Mulaghet is trying to not get his client drafted to Houston, too. It's quite possible. It's quite possible. They they could just decide, you know what, we're going to trade back and maybe Anthony Richardson becomes a pick. No. Maybe maybe like Will Levis enough or they decide, you know what, we're just going to suck so much that
1: next year. And and D'Amico Ryans has a six-year deal, too, so
0: he has a year to really suck like a mulligan. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I have I have C J Stroud going there. Jake has Will Anderson number three. The Arizona Cardinals. Um, I want to preface this pick as well by saying that I do not think the Arizona Cardinals will be making this selection in the slightest. That is everything that I have been hearing is that the Cardinals are less than fifty percent certain now that they will make that pick. I think this pick does get traded, but should have preface at the top, this is a draft a mock draft that has no trades. So at number three overall, I have Will Anderson going to uh, the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals need help everywhere. This is a roster that just does not have a lot of talent. They need all the help they could possibly get. Will Anderson fills a massive, massive need for the Arizona Cardinals. Will Anderson, number three to the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Completely agree with you on all fronts. Uh, I just have them taking Kyrie Wilson, edge rusher Hmm. out of Texas Tech. I think they'll trade back and get him.
0: Okay. Uh, Number four, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I have them finally getting their quarterback. I have them taking Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Uh, It's absolutely, it's a match made in heaven with the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts get their franchise quarterback, one that can potentially become the new Jalen Hurts for the Indianapolis Colts. They get their guy, Anthony Richardson, to the Indianapolis Colts at number four. But I also preface this by saying I do not think the Colts make this pick at number four. I do think they trade up.
1: I have C.J. Stroud going to the Colts, and I think they'll trade up to number two and draft C.J. Stroud. Um, Fairly confident in that. And it's a great match with Shane Steichen, uh,
0: the new Indianapolis Colts head coach. Yes, and obviously with the Jalen Hurts mention, yes, Shane Steichen, of course, for anybody who doesn't know, was the offensive coordinator for Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia this past season and just made Jalen Hurts the highest paid player in the history of the National Football League. Uh, Number five, the Seattle Seahawks. I had them taking Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. A really close call for me between Tyree Wilson and Jalen Carter. Uh, But for me, I think Tyree Wilson fits more of an immediate need for the Seahawks. They need someone on the edge that could be a bit of a disruptor. And they need someone that could produce a good amount of sacks. And that's what Tyree Wilson definitely brings to the table. Um, So, yeah, Tyree Wilson, number five to the Seattle Seahawks. I have Seattle taking their
1: future quarterback in Anthony Richardson. He sits behind Geno for a year. He has good receivers to throw to next year. Kenneth Walker, another draft stable coaching situation. I think this is a great situation for Anthony Richardson going to the Seattle Seahawks. And I think the Seahawks and like, listen, you, you probably have much more sources around the whole landscape of the NFL. I think a lot of people probably know the type of people that I do speak with and Mm -hmm. have a relationship with. But from what I have heard, Seattle is a type of team that will take, they realize that they probably won't be drafting this high ever again to get a quarterback of this caliber and while they love Gino, he's really under contract for one year. Yes, just forget the other years and they view Gino as a really strong mentor towards a kid and Gino will embrace that role, it won't be a problem and they have the luxury of another first round pick. I think Seattle drafts their quarterback and they see the the potential of this kid and this is a really good fit for all parties involved. So, I could be wrong, but just from I'm kind of making a nice uh Guesstimate
0: here. I can tell you, it's not a guesstimate. It's not a guesstimate that there has been plenty of speculation from people that I've talked to that Seattle has done plenty of homework on the quarterbacks for the reasons that you have just listed. That yeah, they do not know if they will be picking in the top five for an extremely long time. They most yeah. certainly hope not. A- and so, Pete Carroll, yeah, I hear you, bro. Yeah, they could very easily take their quarterback for the future. Let Geno Smith play the year. He's essentially on a one-year deal like Jake like Jake had alluded to. And he's, 100%, he's 100% correct. Basically, he's on a one-year deal and will play that mentor role to the next quarterback, whomever that may be. Jake said uh, Anthony Richardson in his mock. We'll say it's Anthony Richardson here. Anthony Richardson sits for a year behind Geno, learns the ropes, learns the offense, and takes over in 2024. I, listen. That is not bad at all. Um, If I did not have Anthony Richardson going to the Colts at four, he definitely would have been going to the Seahawks at five. And I would not be surprised if that is what the Seahawks decide to do. Yeah, completely agree. So number six, the Detroit Lions. I have them making this pick, and I have them taking Jalen Carter out of Georgia. If you need any insight, as to the whole Jalen Carter woes, go back and listen to the defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman prospect reports. Jake and I probably spent about 25 minutes just talking about Jalen Carter. Uh, bottom line is this is a kid that now the legal issues seem to have cleared up around him. Now we're talking about, oh, what are the performance issues? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This is a kid that do you not know if he's going to practice during the week? You don't know how good those practices are going to be. But guess what? When it comes time for the clock to start on Sundays, this is a, this is the best player in this entire draft. And the Detroit Lions get a good one. And for the next decade, the Detroit Lions will have Jalen Carter and Aiden Hutchinson, probably the two best players from their respective drafts, now on their defensive line with the Detroit Lions. If they make this pick, This is a potential home run pick, but it is also a potential disaster pick for the performance reasons that we had listed on the interior defensive lineman show.
1: Yeah, I hear that this is the floor for Jalen Carter for whatever it's worth. I heard there's a very strong chance that he is a top five pick. Um, A strong chance where Mm -hmm. teams are not expecting him to be here past this pick. And Dan Campbell is the type of guy that thinks he can fix anybody. They have two first-round picks. They have the luxury of improvement. I think they swing for the fences here at number six. And take Jalen Carter,
0: if I didn't disclose that already. So with the uh, the floor for Jalen Carter, I have actually heard that the floor for him is actually number 10 with the Eagles. That if, for whatever reason, Jalen Carter were there for the Eagles at number 10, despite need, Howie Rosen would take Jalen Carter at 10. And I believe okay. that. I oh, absolutely I, 100% I, believe that. Yeah, I I, don't think... I, now, the thing is, I'm not sure
1: about that. I heard the floor is here, though, with the oh, Lions. I, I haven't it. heard anything with, with the Eagles, maybe. I, I, You know, I could see it. But I heard that this is... There's enough teams before the Lions and the Detroit Lions that that like Jalen Carter. They've done their homework on them. They've had them yes. in for, for visits, and they feel comfortable making the selection. So, um, yeah, I
0: agree. I don't see Jalen Carter getting to number 10. But if for whatever reason he were going to, I don't think he falls much further than that because then you start bringing in potentially teams in the teens and in the 20s that could look to make that move to to trade up and get Jalen Carter because there are a lot of teams that have issues on the interior of their defensive lines that would love a player like Jalen Carter in there. If, of course, he is the player that we all expect him to be, which is potentially the best pure football player this entire draft. Yep. Number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I have them addressing their major, major need in the secondary. I have them taking Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois. They need a shutdown corner. I was very tempted to potentially go quarterback here. I don't do it. I have Devon Witherspoon, number seven overall to the Las Vegas Raiders. He immediately steps in as their number one corner uh, on day one. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's a fair pick. I definitely think they need secondary help, but if you have a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, you have to keep him upright. And the Raiders offensive line was pretty putrid last year, a pocket passer like that. I have heard that, and this is not my number one offensive lineman, but I have heard that the pretty consensus number one across the whole league is Peter Skronsky out of Northwestern. He's the betting favorite right now. Yep. So I've heard that there's a a really, really, really strong chance that he is the first tackle off the board and this is the first team that really has a pressing need at tackle. So this is kind of uh, putting two and two together, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Raiders get a versatile offensive lineman to help protect their next quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. I have them going with a kid, a local kid, a Georgia Bulldog. I have them going with Nolan Smith out of the University of Georgia. Uh, They have to, have to, have to address their need for a guy that can go and get the quarterback. They were dead last in total team sacks a year ago. They bring in Bud Dupree. He should help in that department. But now you get just a raw athlete and a kid that is absolutely just a jet coming out of the defensive backfield. I like Nolan Smith a whole lot. I like the fit here. The Atlanta Falcons get their next, hopefully, pass-rushing dynamo in Nolan Smith. I'm going with
1: Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Sure. More of a versatile defensive lineman. Um, I think we're on the same wave same wavelength uh in terms of defensive help, particularly in the front seven for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh I kind of just went with who I liked better here. Um I would I be surprised if they drafted uh, Nolan Smith? No. But uh Van then- Ns is, yeah, go listen to the prospector. He's one of my favorites. I just don't understand how he can fall that low in the draft, but I have him going here for
0: full transparency. He doesn't fall too far, I promise. Uh, Number nine for the Chicago Bears, uh, this is where the first offensive lineman comes off the board. The need for an offensive lineman for the Chicago Bears has been well documented. They were able to trade back from one to nine where they could be comfortable enough to potentially make a selection like this to go offensive line, to help out their quarterback, Justin Fields. I have been going with another local kid. I have Peter Skaranski going to the Chicago bears by way of Northwestern.
1: Yeah, no, I I could definitely see them taking a tackle here, but I think Matt Eberflues, a defensive coach would like to draft the first corner off the board in this draft. And they are going with not my number one corner, but, a lot of the league seems to view this guy pretty highly, and that's Devon Witherspoon
0: Another out of Illinois. Kid.
1: An Illinois kid. Yep. I can see it. little
0: kid. Uh, number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles. They can go in so many different directions with this pick. This is where I think a lot of the draft is really going to shape up. There are obviously links with potentially the Eagles go for broke, and they just say, you know what? We're going to draft Bijan John Robinson. We'll figure it out later. That is definitely a possibility. Uh, I have the Eagles address, addressing a big-time need, and I have them taking Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Told you the fall wasn't too far.
1: I think the Eagles are viewing this thing as, you know what? We just paid a quarterback $50 million a year. We got to surround him with the most amount of playmakers as possible, and that's what they're doing here with this pick, but not – the player you're thinking of I think they take a receiver here and they go with Jackson Smith and Jigba pair him up with Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown who A.J. Brown is not the most durable guy he's dealt with soft tissue injuries and you have a a team with those three receivers especially with JSN playing inside you're paying a quarterback all this money man you need receivers on a cheap because to be honest with you like Devonta Smith he's you know extension eligible like who knows how much you can pay him A.J. Brown's already making a ton of money. You need to make these types of decisions, and you're not going to be picking this high that long. So you really need a top-end playmaker on his rookie deal for an extended period of time while you're paying $50 million to Jalen Hurts. And they get my number one receiver in the draft class here with another first-round pick to address another area of need um, with Jackson Smith and Jigba.
0: Interesting. I like it. it. It also kind of makes Devonta Smith a little bit expendable. I wouldn't say expendable, but I think just teams want three receivers
1: that are really dy- That's the way it's going. Sure. Like the way points need to be scored in the NFL. So, oh, that's a really, really dynamic and explosive offense.
0: Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. And for, and for fantasy, I think a lot of people would be all over Jalen Hurts. But as for the uh, the pass catchers, ooh, good luck. Good luck figuring out which one you're uh, you're going to want and which one is going to go off on a weekly basis. Uh, number 11, the Tennessee Titans. Again, this is another team where I was very tempted to give them a quarterback. They've done their homework on the quarterbacks. I think it says a lot that they are doing homework on the QBs when they just drafted one last year. But with that, instead of them going and drafting potentially the heir to Ryan Tannehill, I have them going and drafting a guy to protect Ryan Tannehill. I had been going for Paris Johnson out of the Ohio State University. I had them taking their next quarterback in Will Levis out of Kentucky. I don't blame you. Yep. I was very close to doing it. Yep. Very, very, very close to doing it. Uh number twelve, the Houston Texans. Uh this is where it all links up. The Texans take CJ Stroud at number two. They reunite him with his collegiate number one in Jackson Smith and Jigba out of the Ohio State University. They can suck for a year and then next year they take Marvin Harrison and they get the band all back together.
1: Yeah, it would make sense, but that's not the Houston Texans way of doing things. And Absolutely not. This is again, this is what I'm feeling. This is what this all goes into and would you be surprised if this pick is the first real head scratcher of like I have a few of those in here that are like wow, people, you gotta have yep. those in there. It's like upsets in March Madness. Um I got a few. I have them taking Kalasha Kansi at a pit defensive tackle. Mm. I think they wow, want to emphasize them really
0: reshaping their defense. Holy
1: shit. Well, d- defensive coach D'Amico Ryans and in a year where you're tanking but not really tanking, you like to have this stuff addressed yeah. whereas next year you can get the fancy parts, right? Like the quarterback build from the, and the inside res- out. Exactly. They want to build from the inside out and the defensive line is a great place to start and they do that with two huge pieces up front in their front 7. Number 13. All right. New York Jets. Jake. This is where the the hearing comes into play.
0: I am not going to say a word before you do. I am going to let you just have the floor with this one. So, Jake, who are your New York Jets going to be taking at number 13? All right. For full transparency here, Mm -hmm.
1: I've heard pretty consistently. the Jets do like Peter Swarovski. Okay. They like the versatility. They like the high-character individual. They just are not at all optimistic he will be available to them at 13. Sure. They are anticipating he's the first tackle off the board, probably. They're not taking they, – like, if he's there, they would take him. Mm-hmm. I have heard that they do like Parrish Johnson a lot out of Ohio State. They like – The what he's all about. They like what they see on film. It doesn't hurt having Garrett Wilson already in the building out of Ohio State last year. They probably had their area scouts evaluating him last year and seeing how versatile he could be on the offensive line. He's in New York for a visit today and tomorrow with the team. I've heard that they like him, and if he is there, it's looking like a tackle, but... Some people, some folks with the Jets have burned me before where they kind of say things out of their ass a little bit, and I don't like to say everything that we kind of spit shit about, but it it was more of a serious type of vibe to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was more of, yeah, you get my drift here. I'm pretty confident in saying that the New York Jets will be taking a tackle this year in the draft, and it will be Paris Johnson. Assuming Swarovski's gone, I don't think it will be Broderick Jones, but the Jets have done their homework on Broderick Jones. They have had him in before. I think they might be a little turned off with the lack of versatility and lack of game film, whereas with Johnson, he can plug and play pretty much anywhere on the offensive line, including guard or tackle, and be an above-average starter at tackle. If he's there, I think it's going to be Paris Johnson out of Ohio State.
0: So I've heard pretty much everything that you've said, and that's it's been lined up, that they like Skaronsky, they like Paris Johnson, they like Broderick Jones, but they also like Darnell Wright. And Darnell Wright yeah. is also a consideration for them.
1: Not at 13. I I haven't heard much about Wright. I think that he was more in the type that we discussed if somebody would want to trade up, if Will Levis was still on the board. Yes. He would be more, he would be more of a guy they consider there. Uh, let me give you another name jet fans that I've heard that the Jets are very high on. He's not a tackle. I heard that Brian Branch has a good amount of fans in the Jets building. I don't think they take him at 13. I think it would require a trade back. It would require a trade back and I know the Jets are very high on the center prospects as well like John Michael Schmitz. That they, They're high on them, but they wouldn't take them at 13. I think the Jets will explore because I'm not sure a Green Bay trade. I heard that the Jets may trade a first. This is the latest little snippet here. Mm-hmm. They might trade a first-round pick next year and try to keep their picks to draft this year and really yeah. go for it this year Sure, with 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 Aaron Rodgers. He will be this team's quarterback for full disclosure. Yes. It's just yes. a matter and of that, that. Nothing
0: has changed on that front.
1: No, nothing has changed. Rodgers will be the Jets' quarterback they will look to trade back into the first round as well they do like Brian Branch as well but if they're yep. picking at 13 and Paris Johnson is there pretty confident he's the pick
0: they- another name for the for the New York Jets that I've heard they've done extensive homework about if they are going to trade back into round one that is Joe Titman, the offensive lineman out of Wisconsin because of everything that Jake said he brings that position versatility. That's just another name. I have them going with Broderick Jones, and that's only because he's the last offensive lineman on the board. If Paris Johnson or Peter Skaronsky some way somehow manages to get to them, there's uh, no in doubt scenario, in my mind that they would go that direction.
1: Yep. In that scenario, they will take Broderick Jones. Yes. I agree with you. Yes. Um, if if, they like if, the tackles. If,
0: yeah. They, it's very, they it's very have reminiscent to, to McCombeckton.
1: It's reminiscent to when they took Mekhi Becton. They liked three or four tackles. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of who was there for them. Correct.
0: That's Very much looks. so that tackle is the is the penultimate need for the New York Jets. They have to keep Aaron Rodgers upright. And because of the way that it fell on my board, uh, Broderick Jones is, is the pick for them. But I would not be surprised if both Johnson and Skaronsky were off the board. I would not be surprised if they decide to trade back Accumulate some more assets, maybe then go Darnell Wright in the late teens, early 20s, depending on how far they trade back, and then trade back into the first round to maybe get the Brian branch that Jake uh, says that they are interested in. That would not surprise me one bit. I think that would actually be a really, really good move by Joe Douglas and company. Uh, Number 14, this is Jake's favorite, other favorite team, the New England Patriots. And I have them getting Jake's number one corner, and that is Christian Gonzalez, out of the University of Oregon. Fills an immediate need and is a shutdown guy for the New England Patriots for the next decade in a division where, let's face it, the Patriots now are needing a guy that can cover Garrett Wilson, Stefan Diggs, Jalen Waddell, slash Tyreek Hill for the foreseeable future. Christian Gonzalez does that.
1: I agree with you. That's the first one we've agreed on so far. Nice. That's where I have Christian Gonzalez going as well. I I see the fit. He's a Bill Belichick type of guy through and through. Yes, he is.
0: Very much so. Number 15, the Green Bay Packers. Now, they need a wide receiver. I've checked my mocks. I have mocked a wide receiver to the Green Bay Packers in my official mocks. For the last three years. So have I. I'm not falling for that fucking trap again. I'm not doing it. I do have them getting a pass catcher, though. I had them taking Dalton Kincaid out of the University of Utah. They get their replacement for Robert Tunyon. They get another option for Jordan Love. It's just not at the receiver position. Because... I refuse to do it. I refuse to project that the Packers are going to draft a wide receiver, and they don't. I'm done making a fool out of myself, Dalton Kincaid, to the Green Bay Packers. But I want to ask you something very quick before you give your selection there. I heard something today from a scout that I want to ask you about. Is there really a seismic difference between Dalton Kincaid And Michael Mayer. And is it entirely possible. That the whole narrative. That Dalton Kincaid goes number one. As the number one tight end off the board. Is it at all possible. That it could just end up being Michael Mayer. All along. And that we have just talked up this narrative. So much. That Dalton Kincaid is such a better tight end. Than Michael Mayer. Dalton Kincaid is the better receiving tight end than Michael Mayer. But who is the more complete tight end? It probably is Michael Mayer. And that is the kind of tight end that teams like. The the tight end that can block, that can run routes, that can catch passes. Michael Mayer does all of that. I don't know if there is such a huge difference between Kincaid and Mayer, like maybe some have talked about over the course of this entire draft process.
1: I, I didn't want you to, I didn't want, I was going to have the discussion with you, but I was kind of thinking the same as well. And you'll see it in my mock for, for yeah. full disclosure. Um, I, I definitely agree with that assessment, Um, but more on that in a little bit. Sure. I had the Packers taking, and this is one where you go, some scouts and some people watching this will go, whoa, this is a little earlier than what we thought. And I think he compliments this receiver very well. I have them taking Zay Flowers at fifteen. I like it. I like it a whole lot. Right. I I think that finally gives Jordan Love a fighting chance at, at the yes. quarterback position this
0: year. I do too. I do too. I like it a whole lot. And from a fantasy perspective, yes, would love that. Yep. Would love 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 that. But it, I have to say. When I did this mock, I did this mock a couple times, and, and obviously I had this, I had the, uh, my mocks published. Um, Zay Flowers was a pick for the Packers at one point during this process. So I like the fit a whole lot. I'm very much in the same camp as you that at one point it was Zay Flowers. If I left it as Zay, as you know as it's been, Zay Flowers would have been this pick. I just don't believe a damn thing that the Packers are doing, and. But it wouldn't surprise me that Aaron Rodgers is now going out the door and has one big final fuck you. They just decided to draft him a wide receiver. 100%. percent. That was part of the thinking. Yeah. And it would not surprise me. Not, not in the slightest. Uh, number 16, the Washington Commanders. Jake? I'm going to make people really, really, really sad right now. With 16th pick, the Washington Commanders are taking Bijan Robinson. Out of the University of Texas. And cue the sad funeral music for anybody's fantasies, hopes, and dreams that B. John Robinson would potentially be with the Dallas Cowboys. Instead, he's going to go against them twice a year for the next decade.
1: I have my first surprise. Oh, surprise. With the 16th pick in the NFL draft, I have the Washington Commanders taking... Hendon Hooker, I knew you were gonna quarterback, say quarterback Tennessee.
0: Hendon I love it. Hooker, I like it a whole lot. I, I don't believe the whole Sam Howell thing.
1: No, I think, and I think Eric Bieniemy loves Hendon Hooker too. Yep. And I think Hendon Hooker and the air raid offense running the Patrick Mahomes offense, and you don't need to play him right away, you can kind of go with the whole Sam Howell shtick as well mm-hmm. and give. Hendon Hooker uh, a little bit, and but Ron Rivera does need, and Ron Rivera needs to win right away as well. That's another reason why I don't believe the Sam Howell talk. Yeah. Um, and I think when Hendon Hooker is ready to go and when the new ownership group sees how promising Hendon Hooker is looking with Eric Biennemi. Yeah, I love this fit for, for Hendon Hooker, especially with Terry McLaurin. Yeah. J- Jahan Dodson.
0: Yes, <laughs> Curtis <please>. Samuel. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Curtis Samuel. How how, how could I forget?
1: Yeah. I agree with you. Um, I I like this a lot for Hendon Hooker, and I could say it.
0: Number 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Talked about this on the defensive back show, that there was a familial tie to the Pittsburgh area. I have it happening. I have Joey Porter Jr. being selected by his father's team, Joey Porter Sr., the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is not because I want to get all mushy and sappy. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a need for a corner, a desperate need for a corner. Joey Porter Jr. at this point is the next best corner on my board. The fit is absolutely perfect. Joey Porter Jr. stays in the state of Pennsylvania, only he's swapping the east side for the west side, and he is going to Pittsburgh.
1: I have the Steelers taking because the need is so pressing an offensive tackle and Broderick Jones that they can
0: play right away and, sure. and give Penny and and protect Kenny Pickett. Sure, and he was off the he was off the board for me, but yes, that is an absolute need. I I I consider Darnell right for that spot. Yeah, I think they need to go with a tackle to give Kenny Pickett a fighting chance. I like Kenny Pickett's up
1: out, Uh, outlook this year, I think he can be a sleeper in fantasy. He could be. Yeah, he definitely could, could be. be. In not Allen Robins, Robinson, but Kenny Pickett. <laughs> no, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. No, no, no,
0: no, no. 18th, this is the Detroit Lions. Jakey kind of stole my thunder at, at, at 16. I was going to do the shock and awe. Uh, I have the Detroit Lions selecting the heir apparent, and I have them taking Hendon Hooker with Will Levis still on the board. I have them taking... Dan Campbell,
1: a former tight end, Michael Mayer. I think like he it. screams Dan Campbell and what does. they're trying to do at, in Detroit. And I think they like Jared Goff and they view him as really a long-term solution in Detroit, to be completely honest with you. Um, but would I be shocked? No, they've done a lot of homework with these quarterbacks as well. So that yeah. definitely is something to note here. Um, and not have be shocked. Hooker in for a top 20 visit as well. Yep. So I, I agree. Um, but... Uh yeah, give me Michael Mayer to Detroit, man. I, I like that fit a lot for Mayer. And he just screams to me like a Dan Campbell guy.
0: Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And I, I would love to see it. The thing with Goff is that his contract after this year is essentially a one year deal where they can get out of it. Well, if the thing if is they, they can draft. To the, do so. Yeah, but they can draft a quarterback next year. They can get vest- Yes. That's what I'm, you know.
1: But yeah, I like the fit for Hendon Hooker if he were to go there. It would be a great, it would be a great fit in the ta- tailor made. They can get not that sure about Hendon in. Hooker though over Will Levis though. I'm not so sure if I'm
0: confident in that one. Um, the whole thing, the whole thing with that, I, I think Hooker. You could have him sit for a year. I don't know if you would really want Levis sitting for a year, and you're about to see what I'm going to end up doing with Will Levis because at number 19. In a, tr- in a mock draft with no trades, I, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, drafting Will Levis out of Kentucky, and yeah, and uh, I will uh, prep and I will preface this by saying Will Levis starts week one.
1: Look, if he's there at 19, I think the Bucks would take him as well. Um, I just don't have him there. I have them taking Nolan yep. Smith. Todd Bowles gets an edge rusher for his scheme, uh, and, and Todd Bowles is defensive coach. I think he's allergic to taking offensive players in the first <laughs> round. To be it's honest rough. with you. It's Um, true. So so I I go Nolan Smith uh, as a plug-and-play guy for the Bucs that actually need a lot of help in terms of getting to the quarterback. Who would have thought you'd be able to say
0: that two years ago? No, not me. Not me at all. Uh, Number 20, the Seattle Seahawks. They can go in a lot of different directions with this pick. This is their pick. Who would have thought that the Denver Broncos pick would have been the first pick the Seattle Seahawks would use? Uh, The answer is nobody, and if you raise your hand, you are a fucking liar. Uh, Number 20, I have the Seahawks continuing to build around Geno Smith. and I have them taking the, my another receiver off the board. Hoo, hoo, hoo. I have them taking Jordan Addison out of USC. Jordan Addison, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Geno Smith is going to be wanting to kiss Pete Carroll on the mouth with that one. Jordan Addison to the Seattle Seahawks number 20.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I have the same pick.
0: <laughs> Look at yeah. us. I Look have the at same us. pick.
1: I have the same pick. Yeah. The Seahawks like to build the offense around their future quarterback, really, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. But Gino this year as well. Geno will understand that. Um USC ties. Obviously, Pete Carroll has his mm-hmm. connections inside USC. He'll probably get an accurate gauge on this kid. I think they need another weapon on the offensive side of the ball to compete in the NFC, particularly in the West, where the Rams will be much improved. You always have the Niners who are juggernaut. Um, the Cardinals are a disgrace, but that's a good division. Uh at the end of the day, I think the Seattle Seahawks need a little bit more in terms of a pass catcher on the offensive side of the ball, and that's what they get here with uh with Jordan Addison.
0: Number 21, the Los Angeles Chargers. Obviously, they're gonna be a little disappointed that B. John Robinson is not on the board. Um, I have them reinforcing their defense with Brandon Staley being a defensive coach. I have them going with Kalijah Kansi out of Pitt. They have a, there's another pit defensive lineman on the other side of Los Angeles. The guy who plays in the same building, namely Aaron Donald. And now the chargers get their pit defensive lineman in the form of Kalijah Kansi.
1: I think the chargers need help badly um, at corner because uh JC Jackson was a complete disaster of a, a signing last year and you play in a division with Patrick Mahomes. Broncos will be much improved. Josh McDaniels in the right. You know, what I'm saying you need to be able to defend the pass, especially with Joe Burrow in the AFC. If you plan on competing, mm-hmm. I have them taking Joey Porter, a very pure sure. coverage corner that fits into that scheme nicely. Um, I have
0: Porter going to the Chargers. I like it. I like it. I, I would I would definitely have Joey Porter going there if he were if he were on my board corner is absolutely a a secondary must have for the Chargers at some point early on in this draft. Uh number twenty two, the Baltimore Ravens. I had them taking another local kid. The Ravens love to play press man. There's no better man to man corner than Deontay Banks out of the University of Maryland. That's the pick. Deontay Bank stays in the state of Maryland, and he's going to Baltimore.
1: You know, the Ravens are going to have to justify paying Lamar Jackson close to a guaranteed deal. Mm -hmm. So you need to maximize every single part of that investment. Mr. Bertzel, Mm -hmm. I have the Baltimore Ravens taking Bijan Robinson with the 22nd pick in the draft to form a lethal rushing attack with Lamar Jackson. And I think they shop around J.K. Dobbins as well um, for what it's worth. That would be unbelievable. I I can see the Raven. The Ravens want playmakers, man. And I think the Ravens are going to look at Bijan Robinson as a can't-miss generational guy that they have to have if they want to run the football effectively with Lamar Jackson. They haven't really been able to run the ball like they used to when Mark Ingram was there in year one, right? J.K. Dobbins mm-hmm. just has not been that guy. Injuries are an issue, but you're talking about a guy that changes the complexion of your offense with Lamar Jackson. That's Bijan Robinson. Imagine having to defend an, a rushing attack with Lamar Jackson and Bijan Robinson. Good luck. And I Good think luck. they take him. I think they take him.
0: And if what we, what we've seen from... Previously, Ozzy Newsome, and now with a uh, new general manager, oh, new uh, being three years old, yeah. Eric DaCosta. Eric da the one thing that we've seen with the Baltimore Ravens is they they live by best player on the board mentality. And, and how is it not, uh, Bijan, they did it last
1: year, right? With Linderbaum and Kyle yes. Hamilton, even yep. though those are not premium positions. How is it not Bijan
0: Robinson at this point in the draft? Correct. Correct. I see it. I definitely, definitely see it. Um. Bijan obviously off the board for me, so I did not have the opportunity to uh, to make that selection. But I absolutely see it. I really, really do. And I think yeah, if you're telling me Bijan goes to Baltimore and you can get J.K. Dobbins out of town, oh, oh, for fantasy, give me a break. Uh, number twenty three, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, they have a need for a secondary receiver outside of Justin Jefferson. K.J. Osborne is not that. So I have them going and taking Zay Flowers out of Boston College. And immediately Zay Flowers would become fantasy relevant. KJ
1: Osborne did save Nelly T from the challenge. So he did. Good guy there. We
0: love KJ Osborne. Great guy. Best
1: best wishes to Nelly T Scubanelli. Um yeah. Great guy. Sending our best. Great guy. Love Nelly T. Uh, I do have them taking a receiver. Zay Flowers is not on my board, but I think they need an above the rim receiver to replace Adam Thielen, particularly in the red zone. I go with Quentin Johnson here. Sure. Um, Quentin Johnston, excuse me. Uh, from TCU, and yeah, immediately with Kirk Cousins, I think you need to get him another weapon to go alongside Justin Jefferson, and that I did think about Bijan Robinson here, though, if he was still on the board, I was thinking maybe. Maybe if they get rid of Dalvin, maybe that would suck for any Alexander Madison, Alexander Madison, manager owners. And, I know, and, and but and hey, Bijan Robinson that. in fantasy. Hey now, with, hey, with Kirk hey, Cousins hey and Justin Jefferson. Oh um, my God! But yes, I go with Quentin Johnson here.
0: Number twenty-four, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They can go in a whole host of different directions with this pick, Um, but for me, you have to you have to find ways to continue to build around Trevor Lawrence. They have Calvin Ridley coming back. They could go in a direction where maybe you decide that, on my board, Michael Mayer is still here. Maybe you want to go and run some two tight end sets and just give Trevor Lawrence an absolute arsenal of pass-catching options. For me, they do the next best thing, continue to reinforce in the offensive line, get someone that Daniel Jeremiah called the one guy that is going to stand out from the first round of the NFL draft, and that is Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Yeah,
1: I have them taking a guy where they want to compete in the AFC. You have to be able to stop these quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Josh Allen. You get it. Um, They get the best man-to-man corner in this entire draft in Deontay Banks sure. Uh, to play alongside with Tyson Campbell who uh, that safety who made all those great plays at the end of the year, Rashawn Jenkins. Yep. Um, And they, they have a nice secondary in Jacksonville. So that that's the direction I have them going in.
0: Number 25, the New York giants. Uh, They need a receiver. I'm tempted to go in the trenches because that is just something that Joe Shane and Brian Dable absolutely love. But the bottom line is you cannot have Daniel Jones be throwing to Isaiah Hodgins, um, a uh, Paris Campbell who they signed in the off season, Daniel Bellinger, no 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 no, it cannot just be Darren Waller and nobody else. They have to get somebody else in there, and this is where Quentin Johnson comes off the board, much to the heartbreak of Cowboys fans that really want to potentially see Quentin Johnson stay in the state of Texas. Quentin Johnson off the board. TCU receiver and immediately becomes fantasy relevant with the New York Giants. Quentin Johnson, number 25, the Giants.
1: I have them taking, and this is Brian Dayball who has very good roots to the Alabama football program and Nick Saban. I have them taking Brian branch out of Alabama to really take that defense because the Giants defense overperformed last year, particularly in the secondary. And they take a real anchor of their
0: secondary Um, and 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 Brian Branch and you pair two Alabama safeties together Xavier McKinney with Brian Branch I like it Yeah, I like it a lot number 26 the Dallas Cowboys they want B. John Robinson that's what I've heard they want him I don't know if they're going to get him I doubt it I would be over the moon if they did fortunately they don't get him There is some talk potentially Dallas could trade out and just accumulate some more assets then do business in the second round. Um, But with the way the board shapes up, they have a need. They've talked about wanting to replace Dalton Schultz. How are they going to be able to do it? And they have a tailor-made option right here. A perfect, perfect Mike McCarthy tight end. Michael Mayer from Notre Dame heads to the Dallas Cowboys.
1: I have been taking a tight end as well. Michael Mayer is off the board. I have been taking Dalton
0: Kincaid. I would absolutely love it. Yep. E- either one, Mayer or Kincaid. I would love it. Darnell Washington. You you might fl- you might you might find me in the East River.
1: No, no. I I do think though. Don't sleep. They might take Jameer Gibbs here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it, but I think they're going to take a weapon. They might even take a receiver here as well.
0: I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked either. It's 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 quite possible. But after everything that I've heard this week, with how Mike McCarthy has said to Michael Gallup that he's going to be more involved in the offense, and you already have Brandon Cooks there, you have Ceedee Lamb there. You need a downfield option in, at the tight end position, and Quentin someone Johnson that can also too. block. I could see them take Johnson if he's on the board as well. I definitely can. I absolutely can, yeah. And then, and then you get Michael Gallup out of town, and then you have CD Quentin Johnson and Brandon Cooks. That I think, my, I think that's be, nice. terrible. I I do too. I do too. Uh twenty seven. This is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, I talked about this on the on the linebacker show. They have a need for a linebacker after Tremaine Edmonds left town. Um, I have them going with my number one linebacker on the board and that is Jack Campbell out of Iowa. I've been
1: taking a guy that's very reminiscent, and we talked about it on the prospect report, Trenton Simpson out
0: of Clemson. Sure. Yeah, I know I know he is your guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a very easy pick for the Buffalo Bills here.
0: Number 28, the Cincinnati Bengals. This is where heads roll a little bit. I had Cincinnati Bengals drafting Jameer Gibbs. Out of the University of Alabama, and a bold prediction to follow, Joe Mixon is cut.
1: I don't know. I don't think the Met, I don't think the Bengals would do that to Joe Mixon. Uh, at this point, I don't see it. I think we would have heard about it by now. Um, yeah, probably. I, I don't. I don't think so. I have them taking Darnell right here and getting Joe like Burrow it, like some it. protection. Yeah, if he's on the board in.
0: this late, then then yes, absolutely. Yes,
1: I think he's a guy that falls because teams view him more as a right tackle rather than a left tackle, and I think the Bengals get him um, and play him as their right tackle and get rid of Lyle Collins. And then you have uh, Orlando Brown and Darnell Wright protecting old Joe Blue Eyes. Ooh.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff. Yes. 29, the New Orleans Saints. I had them taking Maisie Smith out of Michigan. They have a need after David Onyemata signed with the Atlanta Falcons. Get a big disruptor right in the middle of that defense. Uh, Dennis Allen, defensive mind. Makes a ton of sense. Maisie Smith to the New
1: Orleans Saints. I've been thinking Miles Murphy to replace Marcus Davenport on the defensive line. Nice. Uh, So we're on the same front seven wavelength there. Yep.
0: Number 30, the Philadelphia Eagles. I have them getting their C.J. Gardner-Johnson replacement. I have them taking Brian Branch out of Alabama.
1: I have them taking uh, a member of the Roll Tide, and it is Jameer Gibbs.
0: Oh, my God. For fa- Oh, my God. What that would do for Jameer Gibbs in fantasy. Holy shit. He His stock would just be out of
1: control. Out of this, out of this world.
0: With Jalen Hurts. Uh, Oh my god! Yep, his his stock which it it, it 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 would bolt through the roof. I I love it, I love it, I love it. And then at number thirty one, the Kansas City Chiefs. I have them getting their Frank Clark replacement, and that is Miles Murphy out of Clemson.
1: I have them taking Mozzie Smith. Okay, out of I like Michigan. it, Michigan. I like it.
0: The, the, so the some notable Jones, guys, you
1: d- you didn't think Quentin Johnson's going in the first round? I have Quentin Johnson going to the, the going to the Giants. Oh, going going to the Giants. I'm sorry. I was going to say, whoa. And you don't have Brian Breezy going in the first round either. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe Kansas City would be a fit for him, but
0: late first round pick. Um, who else did you leave out of the first round? Um, I could tell you right now. Uh, let me just clear Miles Murphy from here, and I could tell you. Who I have outside. So I have Trenton Simpson out. I have Emmanuel Forbes out. I have. Tyler Steen out. Joe Titman out. Cam Smith out. BJ Ojalary out. Antonio Johnson out. Anton Harrison out. Uh, no anybody... real. No real surprises. No. In my opinion. No real. No real shocks. That really jump off the page. Uh, Felix Anodike Uzama maybe could be a surprise to some people. He's getting some late round one hype. Uh, But outside of that, nobody really that is too too controversial, I think. So, that is the mock. That was nice. That was quick. Yeah. That was quick. I like that. So, now it is time. For the mailbag portion of the show, we have five questions from some of our listeners that were submitted. I did not have answers to. Now I definitely have answers to. So, Jake, one to five. Can't split the deck, but we'll go with number two. I mean, you could have split the deck, you could have gone with number three and just have two and two, but neither here nor there. Number two, this is from Abdullah. <laughs> Jake. Where's Abdullah from
1: this magical place called
0: Portland, Oregon? Oh, Portland is ready for the draft. Get yeah. Portland an NFL team. God damn it. Yep, And host the draft there. Uh, we would be there recording live recording live from Portland, Oregon. Yes. <laughs> Without question. Uh, Abdullah. He asks, as I just stupidly cancel out of the tab, Here we go. Abdullah asks, what is the biggest shock that could happen on night one based on what you have heard? I mean, the biggest shock from what I've heard is that the Texans don't go with a quarterback at number two.
1: I think that or Hendon Hooker goes in the top like
0: 15 to 20 picks. Top 15? Top fifteen, yeah, I would be I would be surprised. But if it's if it's unless it's a team training up. Is it if there's a team trade up think, I think I think the four for Hendon
1: Hooker. I I personally think the floor, what is the odds for five quarterbacks drafted in the first round? I might play that. But anyway, um I think the first sixteen picks, Hendon Hooker will be drafted, whether a team trades up or it's the Washington Commanders. I'm fairly confident that Hendon Hooker will go um in the first round. So I guess that would be the big shock. Five quarterbacks in the first top sixteen. Um, yeah. Or the Texans don't, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Texans don't take a quarterback this rate. They're that awful.
0: Uh, I'm trying to see if I could find that number. Uh, da, 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 da. so over, over four and a half is plus a hundred. Yeah. No, Vegas sees the same thing. Yep. Yep. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. So hundred bucks get you a hundred bucks. So not too, not too terrible. Um I'm just trying to think outside of that what else I could say would be a big shock. Big shock
1: for me would be Michael Mayer or Dalton Kincaid falling out of the first round.
0: That would be I, a surprise. Yeah, that, that would, would be a that, surprise. I, I would be stunned if if or, that were to happen. And if B,
1: and if Bijan Robinson ends up going in the top 10, um I would be surprised as well.
0: Yes. Yes, I would be I, I hell I honestly think B. John Robinson Falling all the way to the Cowboys. And the Cowboys don't have to trade up. I think that would be a surprise. Yeah. That would be a real shock. We're going to see how much, Jerry, how much Jerry really wants B. John Robinson. All right. Two is gone. Number one. Number one. This is from Peter. Peter is from. uh, He is from. Beverly Hills, California. We love the stars. Jake. Which was the star. that's on your mind today.
1: Uh, star in my mind today because I watched the show on Paramount Plus. Uh, I'm going to go with Peyton List.
0: <laughs> oh, beautiful. The stars on my mind, given the hit cinematic film draft day, Kevin Costner. Great you know guy. What?
1: I want to give a quick shout out to the star. Good buddy of the Basement Talk podcast,
0: Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Great guy. Great guy. Emilio, wherever you are, we love you. Uh, Peter. He asks, who have you heard that could go in round one that is not being talked about in round one? Um, Any linebackers, really, but Buffalo has a clear need. Yeah, Uh, Maisie Smith, absolutely. Um, Let me give you a sleeper that can go in the first round. Sure, go ahead. I would not be
1: surprised if Marvin Mims went in the first round.
0: I would not be surprised either. And another name for you that I have also heard I've heard two in the receiver department. uh, Be on the lookout potentially for either of the Tennessee receivers, Jalen Hyatt or Cedric Tillman.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think I don't know about Tillman, but Hyatt, I can see for sure. But how about Marvin Mims or
0: another guy that can go in the first round? We don't have John Gruden for that this year either. It's true. It's we, true. Anton Harrison, I've heard has has gotten some love. Yeah, late but he's in the been first he's, round as an offensive lineman.
1: Yeah, he he's like a little. I'm going like really bold for guys that can go in the first round. Um, we didn't do the bold prediction show this year for the draft. I'm a little disappointed by that. Remember, we did that in years past. We did do it um, in years past. We just didn't have. We just didn't have the time for it. No, we didn't have the time. It is what it is. Um, hmm, in terms of. Yeah, that I guess that would be my one would be would be either Marvin Mims or, uh, I mean shit, we didn't talk about Kelly Ringo at all. Uh, no, we didn't. Um, I would go with him too. I would be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went in the first round.
0: So one and two are gone. Number five. Number five. This is from Gerald. Jake, where is Gerald from? Gerald is from. Moscow, Russia. Oh, the Kremlin is getting ready for the draft. (laughs) How exciting. We love the Kremlin. Shout out the Kremlin. Gerald asks, over or under three and a half trades made on night one? Hmm. Three and a half is a great number. That's a good number. I kind of like over. I'm going to go under, but I'm going to sit at three. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Okay. Okay. I feel, I, I feel like we try and talk trades into existence and we're disappointed when they don't happen. When it's been really a little too it's...
1: quiet on draft night in terms of trades with yeah. actual picks the last two years.
0: Yes, for sure. I'm going to sit at three. I'm going to sit at three. If it were two and a half, I would say over. Uh, three or four? Four. Four. This is from Kyle. Kyle is from Newcastle, England, because this is our good friend, Kyle Christie.
1: What a great Amer- American!
0: It is. He's an American. No, no, book. he's he is an American citizen. He is. He is. He is an American citizens, citizen. Jeff. He is an American citizen. I approve. I give it to. Him. <laughs> we love you, Kyle. Hope, hopefully, you're well. We miss you, King. Kyle, Kyle Christie asks, "Who is the team that is not being talked about enough that could trade up?" Dallas. They don't do Dallas? it often.
1: And I'm trying to think. I don't have the freaking order in front of me, but Tampa Bay. I wouldn't rule out sure at 19. How about shit? I'm sorry, man. I gotta pull this up. No, you're good. I, oh I, I, no, no, no! I have the ultimate sleeper. Okay, the Minnesota Vikings for a quarterback. Sure. Sure, from 23? I, I think Absolutely. Hendon Hooker could go there, too, if he's still on the clock, just for what it's worth. I think Minnesota will look to explore drafting a quarterback, and if there's one that they love at 23 or they're a guy that's falling and falling into the late teens, I think Minnesota is going to trade up and get there. they haven't even hammered out an extension with Kirk Cousins yet, and they get a guy to learn behind Kirk Cousins
0: for a year, and boom. I wonder, I wonder uh, this one. What if the Eagles were to trade back from 10 – not too far, but they're staying in the top 15, trade back from 10, but then get enough ammo where they could trade up from 30. And yeah, that's a lot of. And try and secure two picks yeah. in the top 20.
1: It's a lot of maneuvering, though. You kind of need to find a, a little bit of too many dance partners. Yeah. Um, I look at the Eagles. I think the New York Jets at 13 are our prime trade back candidate. They would love to recoup the, the draft capital that they have to
0: send to the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely, and they could, and they could still get an offensive lineman if they tra- if they trade back with still in the top twenty. Yeah, they could they yep. can absolutely an
1: offensive lineman. They can get Brian Branch. I, I, yeah, a lot of people have been linking the Jets with the pass catchers. Not the vibe I've gotten.
0: I don't see it. I don't I, see I, it. It's not the vibe. I, Aaron Rodgers is
1: not a oh, let me throw to rookie receivers
0: type of guy. Um, and you you I, mentioned I, this before, where it's like when you talk when you talk to sources and you talk to people that are pretty well yeah. connected. You, you get a vibe based on the way that they talk to you and you said this before where it's you know you can have a very like oh easy go lucky vibe yeah but then you have like a serious vibe that's like everything I've gotten with the Jets in terms of like oh the pass catchers it's all very like go lucky and happy and joyful of like oh yeah maybe we could we could go ahead and do that. Yeah but... that,
1: I agree. We have not discussed pass catching. Look the way you gotta go about this stuff and you would obviously know too when talking to people you, you kind of don't want to like, you want to hear what they have to say. You want to listen more than, you know. Oh, it is so important to keep your mouth fucking closed. You know what I'm saying? And like yes. I just Let them I, dominate I the not, conversation. I, and I think the Beckham stuff, the Jets wanted Beckham, but they weren't like, oh, shit. Like, we didn't get Beckham that one. They, they were like, yeah, he would have been a luxury.
0: They were um, not kicking themselves. I can tell you that.
1: No, no. Especially, they were never going with the money that was offered to him either, but – yeah, it was just um, more guaranteed money catcher, on the table from Baltimore. A, a
0: lot of people like to link them with Jackson Smith and Jay both. Not the it's, just just not the vibe I've gotten. Maybe it's a nice like story to put Jackson Smith and Jay Booth with, with Garrett Wilson Garrett again, Wilson. but that's not the vibe that I've gotten either.
1: No, it, it's just like not the vibe I've gotten from them. Where maybe they they like him, I can see that. I'm I'm sure he's relatively high on their board, sure, but I don't think that that's an avenue that they're going to explore unless. I, I was led astray, and I didn't see it coming.
0: Could they do it if he gets a 13?
1: Possibly. I would be shocked, man. I, would I, really, shocked. I really would be very – I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, jaw on the floor. But, like, I would be like, whoa, really? Okay.
0: I would be floored if they were to go to, go and do that. But would it be interesting? Oh, hell yeah, it would be. And, and he – Jack Smith and Jacob would be – He'd become fantasy relevant I, in a I heartbeat. Don't
1: Joe, I don't see Joe Douglas doing that for no, a guy that really prides himself on the offensive line. And they wanted to take an offensive lineman last year, too, at number four. Yes. Um, yes. I told that to you. They wanted to take an offensive lineman. Just Sauce Gardner was Sauce Gardner was the number one player on the Jets board last year. Yep. And they managed to get him. They managed to get him.
0: That in general. too good to pass up. Yes, I I had heard the same thing. Yeah. And then number three, this is from Thomas. Jake, where is Thomas from? He's from Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, home of the Knicks developmental team. That was a fucking shocking performance on Tuesday night. Holy shit. And Tom Thibodeau had Julius Randle still in the game in a blowout. Uh, And Julius Randle was more interested in killing his own teammates with his forearm than actually taking it to the fucking Cavaliers. Oh, I, I think I
1: think game 1 might have been a wake up call for the Cavaliers. I kind of got that vibe last night. They looked like they had a little bit more pep in their step.
0: It might it might have been, but guess what? Welcome welcome to welcome to MSG, boys. That's a that's a different that's a different sort of environment. You think all Donovan I, Mitchell you think Donovan MSG... Mitchell's afraid of that? He knows that environment, you know. MSG won't won't be dead. Won't be dead like the whole like the whole Quicken Loans Arena was in game 1.
1: Yeah. Well, another thing is, uh, yeah, Tom Thibodeau is ridiculous, but we don't want to give the Knicks too much credit with Lexington, Kentucky, because it's home of
0: our good buddy,
1: oh, Randall God. Cobb.
0: Oh, Randall Cobb, of course. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We should have known this. The Jets can't draft Jackson Smith and Jigba, because if they do that, that's less guaranteed staff for Randall Cobb. Yeah. Have May you thought about his touchdown
1: a song
0: yet? <laughs> have you thought about his touchdown song yet? No. Oh, you have. No. You're running out of time. We we.
1: Well, there's going to be a week when he scores twice, and you're going to have to play it twice. And <laughs> Saturday mailbag is coming. TikTok, and, and and then you know there'll be a week where the Jets are just depleted at the receiver position for like a one week thing, and everybody's oh, like, it.
0: "Go ahead, Randall Cobb, <laughs> let's Go start him." The <laughs> rush, the rush, Randall Cobb. There he is.
1: They all started him on a Thursday night. When, pe- when, when we advise to avoid Thursday, to avoid Thursday Night Football, we had, people, we had people Stay starting away. Randall Cobb.
0: My, my, my New Year's resolution for fantasy in the year of our Lord 2023 is to avoid Thursday night like the fucking plague. If you have <laughs> a not, 50-50 not option, choose the guy that's not playing on Thursday.
1: Yep, and just not play Randall Cobb on a Thursday night ever,
0: is Correct. for starters. Correct. Uh, Thomas, he asks... Who is the mid-round player that you think will be an immediate fantasy contributor next season?
1: Let's get rid of Bijan Robinson. Like,
0: oh, he, he, not he mid-round, not mid-first round. Yeah, he did say mid-round. I have one. Go ahead. I said Devin Chain.
1: Yeah, I could say it.
0: Or, I'm or gonna... I could be, I could be even more vague, and I could say whomever the Cowboys draft at the running back spot whether it's Zach Charbonnet or whomever the fuck.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go with, hmm, let me refer to the ranks on this
0: one. Sure. There, there, there are plenty of options. I mean, your guy, Marvin Mims, that could be, that could be a, a, an option. Uh, I was very close to saying Cedric Tillman, but I wanted to put him potentially in the question of who may go in round one. That's not being talked about round one, but, Cedric Tillman could be in that conversation as well. Um,
1: I was going to say, I like Cedric Tillman too. That's who I'm going to go with. I think he's the sure. best receiver out of Tennessee.
0: Yes, I agree. I think I think he is better than Jalen Hyatt.
1: Yeah. And I think and we, Marvin Mims, maybe not next year, but he's going to be good. And I like Devin O'Shane as well. Yes.
0: All right. That's it. That is the pre-draft mock draft done. Adam and I. We'll be back on Wednesday. I will be back morning of the draft. We will be talking about all the latest dirt that is going on. And then it's time to sit down and watch the NFL draft. We are in draft week. Everybody enjoy it. It is the best time of year for all of us fantasy football and football nerds. You're here for a reason. You're listening to this podcast in April for a reason. It's because you are obsessed. And yes, Jake and I are obsessed as well. So, for Jake Simone, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Thank you so much for listening to all of our draft coverage. It has been a huge success. Um, and very soon, we'll be able to talk about fantasy and actually dive pretty deep into it. We're almost, we're almost there into real, legit fantasy coverage. So, until Wednesday with Adam, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.